the crazy thing about <clears throat> up here, the, the crazy thing about it, and it's just, it, I won't speak for myself like always, but you think you got something, you got it. it it's making sense. It's clicking. And then you literally, in a heartbeat, it's like, this can't be. And, and the great thing, though, is that in this book, it still addresses it. So if you get a call, if you find something out, if something happens, there is an answer in there. See, and <clears throat> now, when we're, when we're younger, right, we have to go to school. You have to go to school, right, because that's what you do. You have to get educated, right? You prepare for living, right? You, you have to go to school. You have to do well. I didn't always prepare very well while I was in school. It just didn't really wasn't for me at the time. But you have to prepare, and, and, and kids are, are, are coaxed, guided on how to prepare for living. You go to school. When you graduate school, you're still not done. You have to go to college or trade school or something because you've got to live. And I agree with that. You've got to do something, right? You, you have to do something, and you have to prepare. But I think there's just a whole lot of focus. I'm preparing for living, but there's not always very much, if little, focus on preparing for life. See, because living just says you go to work, you get a job, you get a family, pay bills, maybe a little vacation every now and then. You get to buy stuff, right? And that's living. It's not life. And that's where we don't prepare people. I, I don't think so. Nobody tells you how to deal with bad news. They tell you how to study for a test in school. They tell you how to get ready for college. And they tell you how to learn a trade. And they tell you how to go to work. But nobody tells you how to deal with a phone call. It's just, it's not, it's not something they talk about. And there's a part of me, there's a part of me that simply says, I don't think that that's really fair. I don't. But I do think that in a fallen world, that's really the world wants. It doesn't want to teach you how to life, how to, how, to, how, to have, how to deal with life. It wants to teach you how to make a living. And then it doesn't want to teach you how to find answers to situations whenever you don't have them. It doesn't teach you, but what it does teach you is how to, the world is wonderful, wonderful at teaching you negative ways to cope. Just saying. You got bad news, 
Hold on. We'll bring this up. We'll bring it back a little bit. Man, you had a hard day of work. All week long. Let's go out Friday. We're going to celebrate that we made it through the week. But did you really make it through the week? Right? You, 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 you didn't come out. You're no better than what you were when you started on Monday. But the world says, go out on Friday. Oh, you sad? We got happy hour. How can you not be happy at happy hour? I got half hour from my appetizers. Yeah, well, exactly, right? So happy hour, we, the world promotes it, but at no point does the world ever say, you might want to look someplace a little deeper. Because happy hour does have an end. Happy hour does wrap up. And you still ain't no better than what you were when you started it. Right? So we, we, we're, we're, we're conditioned through life, we're, we're, we're told to prepare for living. You're on your own, preparing how to deal with life. Right? So and, and even whenever we go to prepare for living, we always have a lot of excuses, right? You got to get ready. We need preparation. We need to get ready. I need to get ready for this test. I'm in school. I'm a kid. I need to get ready for this test. I'm supposed to study. Uh, it's not till next week. I got three days now. Right up to the night before, and let's be honest, that the night before, nothing is going to work, but because I haven't prepared for it. And then the funny thing is, being how when I was a kid, I, I wasn't ignorant of who God was, but at the same time, I was pretty ignorant of who God really was. Because, I mean, I, I would sit down in a lot of tests and pray, oh, just let me pass. Just, just let me pass. Even though I know I have not done any preparation, I don't know you. I don't know how this prayer works. But I feel like I should do something because I've done nothing. Then when I wouldn't do well on the test, well, obviously praying doesn't work. I didn't pass. Well, no, fool, you didn't prepare. And you can't constantly go to God and say, help me, I've done it again. Different subject, same test. Right, so we, we always say, right, you know what, not yet, soon. Soon I'll prepare. Uh, not right now. Maybe tomorrow, right? It's not due till next week, so maybe tomorrow. Or... Uh, and nowadays, or nowadays, holy cow, now that you're older, you know, it's like, I wish I could. But not right now. I got a lot going on. There's so much going on. I, I, I would love to squeeze in something to help me prepare. But I don't have time. I'm not quite ready yet. Right? I'm, I'm busy. I, and we put it off. We put off preparation. Right? And then, in between the bad calls, when we have a little downtime, right? A little peace in our life. Whew! I need to rest. Should you rest, though? Or should you prepare when the going is easy? 
Learning how to be a sailor in the middle of a storm is no time to try to save yourself. You, you don't know how. You can't focus on what you need to focus on at that moment. So what you actually do is you, you throw a prayer up. It doesn't go down the way you want it to. So then you sit there and you say, well, obviously that doesn't work. So what next? What else do I have available to me? I ain't got nothing available to me but happy hour. And I like happy hour. I like that price advertising. But we, we don't do sometimes. Me, only speaking for myself, I don't always use downtime the way I should in preparation for the next time that it's not peace. <clears throat> I put it off, I put it off, never really prepare. <sighs> I'm telling you, that's not, that's not going to work out. Not right? you. You will get a call that will knock you down. Send you reeling. You will. <clears throat> I am so happy for every person who is on cloud nine right now. That is amazing. I am happy for you. That is wonderful. I promise you, it's short lived. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But I'm just telling you that you can go from cloud nine to cloud zero like that. And how are you going to, if you spend cloud nine celebrating that you're on cloud nine and not actually preparing for the possibility and likelihood that you're going to be on cloud zero, man, when you fall, that hurts. It hurts. So we need to actually, because the time's going to come when we don't have choices. Things are going to be decided for us. Things are going to be, choices are going to be made for us. When your hand is forced, how are you going to stand? Are you going to crumble? Or are you going to stand behind the defenses that you have built in your preparation? You need to be prepared today for the battle tomorrow. We need to. <clears throat> and I, I love, I love the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament. There is so much, so much in the Old Testament. It is, it's amazing. <clears throat> Can you please, Maria, Second Chronicles 14, 3. So this starts off, King Asa. <clears throat> was king of Judah. Okay? I'll give you the backstory. <clears throat> he feared God. In fact, it actually says that he does what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. His God. King Asa had the right mentality. He had the right perspective. He knew who God was and he did what was right. However, Judah wasn't always right. right? So, 2 Chronicles 14.3. He removed the foreign altars in the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the astral poles. What he did was he cleaned house. He removed the foreign altars to other gods. Took them out. There's only one. 
there's only one God, you only need one altar. Took down the high places where the people would go. Um, can we go back to three, please? Caught me off guard. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Smashed the sacred stones, took down the Asherah poles, which were, once again, they would worship these items. <clears throat> So, he took out the things that took the place of God. About us. Now, we don't probably have many altars, or do we? An altar is just a place you go to for worshiping your God whoever that might be. Our God, he had an altar. So did uh, they built other altars to other gods. Do we have those, though? I mean, in your life, do you have any altars that you might have put up that actually kind of sit a little bit higher, even if you didn't mean it to? Even if you didn't mean it to. So, you know, do we just, just reflect. Do you have any foreign altars, things that are in your way between you and God? Things that distract. It's a job. Jobs can be a distraction. Family. And I love my family. But if we put them above, if we put them above God, or even if we put them side by side, it's a distraction. Our money, finances. Got a little change in your pocket. Man, things are pretty good. Okay. And I'm not saying those things are all bad. They're blessings. A beautiful family. Man, that's awesome. A little money in your pocket. That's a blessing. A job, that's a blessing. And it's a blessing as long as you understand that you don't worship it as it. It is the one that gives it. But it comes from someone else and that would be God <clears throat> so they can't become our God with a little verse 4 please he commanded Judah to seek the Lord now this this is great he is the king of Judah he literally is in charge and he says commanded Judah to seek the Lord the God of our, their ancestors and to obey his laws and commands he did not say look to me he did not say, I have the answers. And he dang didn't take God out of society. Really didn't do that. Just the opposite. He commanded the people, so he is the king, and he says, we're done. Stop messing around. He got rid of the distractions. And then he commanded the people, seek the Lord, not me. How many governments say, seek the Lord, not me? How many politicians say, seek the Lord, not me? I'm going to guess I am found one. Verse 5, please. Remove the high places and incense altars in every town in Judah 
and the kingdom was at peace. Now, they were actually at peace for like 30 years. 30 years of things going good. We, we, we remove the distractions. Peace. Look to God, not me. Want peace? You might want to look to God and not the world. But, praise on the just and the unjust, so your peace, it ain't forever. The only thing that is forever is God. Oh, verse 6, please. What did he do? He was at peace. So he went and he built up the fortified cities of Judah since the land was at peace. He prepared. No one was at war with him during those years. Why? The Lord gave him rest. Lord didn't say sit around on your butt. Lord didn't tell you to just lounge around and bask in the greatness of the kingdom that I have given you. <clears throat> he prepared. Because he knew just from living, that life was going to happen. He prepared for what life was going to bring about. And in the case of a country in the Middle East, during this time, it was war. They were forever at war with one tribe or another tribe or one group of people, one king. He prepared, did not lounge, did not grow fat, the Lord gave him rest during that time. And he took the rest and he worked. He worked to prepare. <clears throat> Verse 7, please. Let us build up these towns. Put walls around them, towers, gates, towers. The land is still ours. Why? Because we have so Lord, our God, we sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. So they worked, prepared, and the whole time, they prospered. Man, that's a, that's a good, you want a role model? Things are going good, keep going. Things are going great, keep going. Work, prepare. You have to. He fortified the towns. He used the time that they were at peace to strengthen themselves. How strong are you? Not physically, but mentally, spiritually. How strong is your heart? Just out of curiosity. No hands. I will let you know. Remember, when I started off, <clears throat> you can get a call and go from cloud nine to cloud zero, and if your heart is not strong, this sucker's going to break. 100% guarantee it will happen to you. 
less. Fortify yourself. Strengthen yourself. Right? When life is good, and there's nothing wrong with good, there was 30 plus years of goodness. They said God gave him rest. There's nothing wrong with a good time. But use the time wisely. Use it. You can't sit there and <laughs> get fat and lazy and then complain that something happens. I'm sorry. You didn't prepare. Right? <clears throat> you want to retire? Yep. Let's look at your finances. Man, you ain't saved a nickel. It's going to be a rough retirement. You didn't prepare. Right? Oh, you got issues? How much have you prepared for them? Oh, you, you did. Well, not impossible, but it's rough. Took 30 years to prepare for a battle. It's coming. Right, I mean, how are our defenses looking? We got a wall. Right? So we got the walls, we got the towers. Gates, bars, and I'm not talking about gates and bars and walls between you and other people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritual walls that can actually. I'm talking about emotional bars that not control you or hold you in. That's not. What I'm saying is, can you deal with something that comes at you emotionally? A broken heart sucks. Not knowing how to recover is deadly. So is that sitting fortified? Fortifications of our mind, our heart, our spirit, our soul. Are we ready for something? Did we take the time to prepare like we were supposed to? <clears throat> Could they use some work? I mean, you see the news, all of a sudden, some story comes out about something. I don't even care what it is. How do you respond? Social media, how do you respond? You hear something. It doesn't even have to be true. How do you respond? How? Well, I'll tell you that how well you have prepared will dictate how well you can respond. No preparation is not going to go well. <clears throat> it goes through our mind. Fortification of our heart, right? Are they, uh, you know, are we strong enough? And then also, not only that, but are we also strong enough to reach out to somebody? Right? These were cities, so this was people. And when they went to war, they all went to war because they knew people were just going to roll through them. So how strong is your heart to actually hold up somebody else? If somebody else gets bad news, how are you going to help them? Can you? Sitting there crying with them. And showing empathy and compassion and sympathy is, is, is good. But you can't just do that. You have to offer somebody more. You have to. We're all cities. Judah built up the fortifications of all of his cities. If I have to go to Kimberly, I say, Kimberly, I need, I need something. I need a shoulder. 
Kimberly, not today. Not that you will, Kimberly, you know that. Or Cal, and Cal says, hey, um, <clears throat> I would love to, but not today. And part of it is because Cal, not Cal, doesn't realize what he is being asked for because he's not been preparing himself. Each one of us has a responsibility to be prepared for whatever happens to anybody. Anybody. Because your lack of preparation, not yours. But your lack of preparation is going to affect those around you. You can't be encouraging if you're no better off. And I'm not saying better off because you don't have problems, but I'm saying better off that you don't know how to point them to the way to the one who is better off. <clears throat> when we have peace, relish in it, love it. Don't waste your time in it. Don't waste your time. Don't let the minutes tick away. Because all that means is that the enemy is building. The army is coming. And you don't want to be a fat king who looks out and sees an army coming at you. And you have no defenses of your own. Not only do you not know where to have defenses, you don't even know where to go to get them. You don't even know who to call. And not only do you not know who to call, but the person that you think you could call might not be able to actually help you. That's a dang shame. Uh, eight, please, Maria. <clears throat> Asa had an army of 300,000 men from Judah, large shields and with spears, and 280,000 from Benjamin, armed with small shields and with bows. All these were brave fighting men. He had almost 600,000 soldiers under his command. They were ready. They were ready. He was prepared. He had a sizable army. They were ready to go. Verse 9, please. Zerah the Cushite against them with an army of thousands upon thousands, 300 chariots, came as far as Maresha. Now, I went and I looked and I tried to figure out. I'm thinking, man, he has almost 600,000 men armed, ready fortified cities. When this attack came, I actually kind of looked it up a little bit, looking around, trying to figure out what some biblical scholars might say. They actually said that he had upwards of a million. So it's a two to one. It is almost two to one. And he's coming. So your peace isn't going to last forever because the enemy won't allow it. Because if nothing else, what you got, he wants you got peace of mind, he wants it. You got comfort, he wants it. You got a family, he wants it. You got money, he wants it. He wants whatever it is you have, and I don't care how long it's been since you've seen a really bad attack 
understand he's coming. And not only is he going to be coming, but he's going to come bigger than you. Bigger than you individually. Bigger than you solely. However, not bigger than Ten, please. Asa went out to meet him. Didn't hide. Went out to meet him. And they took up battle positions in the valley of Zeph near Marasha. You get bad news, and I apologize for my pronunciation. You get bad news, don't sit. He looked out, he saw the army was coming, and he went, marched out to meet it. But the only way you can march out to meet him is if you've done preparation. Because if you sit there, you're going to be rolled over. You have to go out. Don't sit. And peek out through the curtains. Don't do that. Because you're just going to see him get closer. Because you're not even standing up to him. You're not even standing up to the situation or the condition or the news or whatever it is. You're not even standing up. You're feet before, before they've actually even fired shots. The thought. There was a movie. I don't, I don't even remember what the movie was, but there was a line in it where he said that the fear of death is actually worse than death itself. Living in fear is actually worse, worse than, than the actual dying. When the army's coming, living in fear is not going to somehow bring you comfort. He's not going to go away. He's not going to sit there and say, you know, you're not ready. What he's actually going to say is, oh, good, you're not ready. Thankfully, I am. Guess who wins? Right? <clears throat> Remember, they had a large army. It was with God. We lined up for battles. Our enemies will march against us the same way that his marched against him. And it doesn't matter how secure you might think you are. The enemy is never intimidated by you alone and your defenses. He's not. He's not intimidated. You read the New Testament... When Jesus was casting out a lot of demons, they all asked him, why are you going to come? Because they know that this person I am good with. Jesus, I am not. He will cast me out. You're not going to make it alone, no matter how well prepared you are, if you only prepare yourself in the earthly. I don't care how big your house is. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care how healthy you think you are. Enemy will come. You got a job? Let me till you don't. Huh? Got a little money? Let me till you don't. <clears throat> got your health? Only till you don't. Have your family? Only till you don't. All of that stuff can go. Except for one. 
One says, I'll never lose this steak dinner. I'll never lose this. We got this. You know why we got this? Because I'm bigger than it. Right? What are you going to do? You're going to hope and wish that you had actually prepared better, or you're going to sit there and rest in the fact that you did prepare and that you are bigger than this. And you're not bigger because of yourself, but you're bigger from whose team that you're on. Whose army are you a soldier in? Right? That's what you're going to rest in. You're not going to rest in your own strength. You're not going to rest in your own finances. You're going to rest in the fact that you are actually bigger than yourself because the one who literally spoke everything into existence says you're mine. How, how could you not want that? How could you struggle every day and not wonder, what can I do more? How could you watch somebody else struggle and say, how much more could I do for you? For you, for you, for you. It doesn't matter. People that work, people that you come across, people that you see, strangers. I love strangers. You know why? Because first of all, a stranger will talk to you. And if you approach a stranger sincerely, they'll tell you stuff. Because you're no judgment with you. You don't know them. They don't know you. There's no past record. There's no track record. But a stranger will actually tell you, and then you can say things such as, can I pray with you during this moment of whatever just happened to you? That's a stranger. But that's a stranger who said, holy cow. There's somebody that actually cares. There's somebody that knows something that I don't know. And the, and the thing about strangers, too, is that once you leave, you don't know where it's going to go. But that's okay. You're not the one that's supposed to deliver everybody. You just got to get them to the one pointed in the right direction of the one who died for, oh, for God so loved the world, not Tim. God so loved Tim, we are good to go. God so loved the world, even his only begotten son, who should ever believe in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's everybody. This is not the time to realize we're not prepared. Number 11, please. <clears throat> then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to be powerless. He had half a million soldiers. He still called himself powerless. He was the king. He still said powerless. Because why there's no one like help the power against the mighty. Lord, our God, for we rely on you. I don't rely on myself. I can't because I'm going to fail myself. Do not rely on me because I fail you. But I know where I need to rely. And because I rely on God, you can actually come and say, <clears throat> I need Brother. I can't help you myself, but I know where we can go. <clears throat> I know where we can go. And this is the wonderful part. For in your name, your name, we've come against this vast army. It's not even us. 
This army that we're facing is not against us, but because we rely on you, we approached the army, we went out to meet the army, and your name, we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our Do not your mortals prevail against you. Done. Done. We went out in your name. No matter how strong we think we are, we went out in your name. Because we are powerless, but you are. <clears throat> now, I don't want to keep you all hanging on. Verse 12, please. Cliffhanger. Lord struck down. The Lord struck down the Cushites before Asa and Judah. The Cushites fled. They took off. Not because of Asa's army. But the Lord struck them down. You want to lose an enemy? You ain't going to beat them. You ain't going to beat them alone. Sorry. But when you rely on somebody who can beat them, who actually can't be beaten. Now, if you'd like to go ahead and read further, you'll actually find out that they actually chased the Cushites. They had more plunder than they could actually carry back. Right? Not because of themselves, but in spite of themselves. Not because of us, but in spite of us. Okay? Lord, there's no one like you. You don't know what to say, just say, Lord, there's no one like you. And that's why I'm here. There's no one like you. You know that the, the, the definition of rely is to depend on with full trust and confidence. Depend on with full trust. Where's your trust? Your trust in your job, bank account, or your trust in the one above those things, but who will rain down those things and blessings when you put your trust and confidence in him. Not the doctor. The doctor will be used. But the one above the doctor, the perfect healer. See, when we, uh, <clears throat> when we stop fighting against God, when we stop holding on to little altars, We surrender. Throw away those altars. Throw away those idols. We fully surrender. God. Now you're on the winning team. And you're not winning because of what you can do. But you win because of what you've done. You just cast out those things in your life. Prepare. Mortals will not prevail against you. And why? Because God now fights those battles. And I don't know what victory means. I don't know what victory means for each person. I don't know what victory 
represent for each person. But I would tell you with 100% trust and confidence that he has a victory for each one of us. He has that victory. We just need to prepare. It's hard to put on the full armor of God. We'll talk about that if you don't know what it is. If you don't know what it is. How are you going to find it? Well, you find it in a place like this. You find it in a gathering of believers. We're two or more gathered in my name. I'm right there in the middle. Want to learn? Come here. Want to learn? <clears throat> this is kind of like the guidebook. A lot of people say, I tried to read it, but I can't. I don't care. You hit it on cassette. You hit it on CD. I don't care. Get it in your head. I guarantee you, the world is trying to put a lot of stuff in there. And if you only focus on that, the world's got you right where it wants you. You're not prepared. You're not prepared for whenever the battle comes. You're not prepared for the call. You're not prepared for the storm. And that's right where the enemy wants you, weak. <clears throat> so, three points. By preparing during the time of peace. Before we put on the armor of God, let's learn where it is. Let's learn how to wear it. Let's learn what it does for us. Right? So, spend the times of peace getting ready. Prepare. <clears throat> Secondly, when the storms come, when the wars come, don't rely solely on yourself. You will be rolled over. And I don't care how strong you are individually. I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I know the enemy doesn't care because he knows he has you. So don't count on your own strength, but instead count on the strength that you can actually get from God. Count on it. Know about it. <clears throat> Remember, there's no one like you who helps the powerless. You want to know about being powerless? Get a call from a doctor. You want to know about powerless? Watch someone you love struggle. That's powerless. Thirdly, go to God. Humbly and rely on him. And trust and confidence, have faith. That even though you don't know what's going to happen today, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you don't know how this battle is actually going to turn out, but you have to have faith and trust in the fact that whatever he has is where you should be. Want to win? Well, don't try to go it alone. Where is our mindset, our foundation? Where is it? You build it up in the preparation. <clears throat> I need to double up. 
Annabelle uh, presented me texts. Good night. Good morning. How you doing? Sleep well? Sweet dreams? Love you. The other day, The other day she tells me, she's texting me, remember to pray. That's a reminder for me. It's a reminder for each of us. Things can be going good, and we forget we're busy, so we don't pray. We don't study. Can't see how it would change. One thing I can recommend is that you start by listening to a nine-year-old. Remember to pray. That's the first step of preparation in the in the peace. It's the only way you're gonna make it through the battle. spend this week prepared. As we approach Thanksgiving, be thankful that we can actually prepare. That's all I got.